Genesis 35 Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and live there, and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods which are among you, and purify yourselves, and change your garments, and let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress, and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods which they had, and the rings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the oak that was near Shechem. As they journeyed, there was great terror upon the cities which were around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is, Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. He built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God had revealed himself to him when he fled from his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the oak. It was named Alan Bakuth. Then God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Paddan Aram, and he blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob. You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. Thus he called him Israel. God also said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall come forth from you. The land which I gave to Abraham and Isaac I will give to you, and I will give you the land to your descendants after you. Then God went up from him in the place where he had spoken with him. Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he had spoken with him, a pillar of stone, and he poured out a drink offering on it. He also poured oil on it. So Jacob named the place where God had spoken with him Bethel. Then they journeyed from Bethel, and when there was still some distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth, and she suffered severe labor. When she was in severe labor, the midwife said to her, Do not fear, for now you have another son. It came about as her soul was departing, for she died, that she named him Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. Jacob set up a pillar over her grave, that is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel journeyed on and pitched his tent toward the Tower of Eder. It came about while Israel was dwelling in that land that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard of it. Now there were twelve sons of Jacob, the sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, then Simeon and Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun, the sons of Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin, the sons of Bilhah, Rachel's maid, Dan and Naphtali, the sons of Zilpah, Leah's maid, Gad and Asher, These are the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre of Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had sojourned. Now the days of Isaac were 180 years. Isaac breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people, an old man of ripe age. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Chapter 36 Now these are the records of the generation of Esau, that is Edom. Esau took his wives from the daughters of Canaan, Ada the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and Aholibamah the daughter of Anna the granddaughter of Zibion the Hivite, also Basemath, Ishmael's daughter, the sister of Nebaioth. Ada bore Eliphaz to Esau, 
and Basemath bore Reul, and Oholibamah bore Jeush and Jalam and Korah. These are the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Then Esau took his wives and his sons and his daughters and all his household and his livestock and all his cattle and all his goods which he had acquired in the land of Canaan and went into another land away from his brother Jacob. For their poverty had become too great for them to live together and the land where they sojourned could not sustain them because of their livestock. So Esau lived in the hill country of Seir. Esau is Edom. These, then, are the records of the generation of Esau, the father of the Edomites, in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife Ada, Reuel, the son of Esau's wife Basemath. The sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, and Gatam, and Kenaz. Timnah was a concubine of Esau's son Eliphaz, and she bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These are the sons of Esau's wife Ada. These are the sons of Reuel, Nahath and Zerah, Shammah and Mizah. These were the sons of Esau's wife Basemath. These were the sons of Esau's wife Aholibamah, the daughter of Anna and the granddaughter of Zibion. She bore to Esau Jeush and Jalam and Korah. These are the chiefs of the sons of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn of Esau, are Chief Teman, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Gotham, Chief Amalek. These are the chief descendants from Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Ada. These are the sons of Reuel, Esau's son. Chief Nehath, Chief Zerah, Chief Shammah, Chief Mizah. These are the chiefs descended from Reuel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Basemath. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Oholibamah. Chief Jeush, Chief Jalam, Chief Korah. These are the chiefs descended from Esau's wife Aholibamah, the daughter of Anna. These are the sons of Esau, that is Edom, and these are their chiefs. These are the sons of Seir the Horite, the inhabitants of the land, Lotan and Shobal and Zibion and Anna, and Dishan and Ezer and Dishan. These are the chiefs descended from the Horites, the son of Seir in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Hori and Heman, and Lotan's sister was Timnah. These are the sons of Shobal, Alvan and Manahath and Ebal, Shifo and Onam. These are the sons of Zibion, Aya and Anna. He is the Anna who found the hot springs in the wilderness when he was pasturing the donkeys of his father Zibion. These are the children of Anna, Dishon and Oholibamah, the daughter of Anna. These are the sons of Dishan, Himdan and Eshban, and Ithran and Cheran. These are the sons of Ezer, Bilhan and Zavan and Akan. These are the sons of Dishan, Uz and Aran. These are the chiefs descended from the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibion, Chief Anna, Chief Dishan, Chef Ezer, Chef Dishan, Chief Dishan. These are the chiefs descended from the Horites according to their various chiefs in the land of Seir. Now these are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the sons of Israel. Bela, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dinabah. Then Bela died, and Jobab, the son of Zerah, of Bozrah, became king in his place. 
Then Jobab died, and Husham of the land of the Temanites became king in his place. Then Husham died, and Hadad the son of Bedad, who defeated Midian in the fields of Moab, became king in his place. And the name of his city was Avith. Then Hadad died, and Samla of Masrukah became king in his place. Then Samla died, and Shaul of Rehoboth of, on the Euphrates river became king in his place. Then Shaul died, and Balhanan the son of Achbor became king in his place. Then Balhanan the son of Achbor died, and Hadar became king in his place, and the name of his city was Pau. And his wife's name was Mehedabel, the daughter of Mezahab. Now these are the names of the chiefs descended from Esau according to their families and their localities by their names, Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jetheth, Chief Olholabamah, Chief Elah, Chief Pinan, Chief Kenaz, Chief Timon, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdil, Chief Eram. These are the chiefs of Edom, that is Esau, the father of the Edomites, according to their habitations in the land of their possessions. Chapter 37 Now Jacob lived in the land where his father had sojourned, in the land of Canaan. These are the records of the generations of Jacob. Joseph, when seventeen years of age, was pasturing the flocks with his brothers while he was still a youth, along with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought back a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his sons, because he was the son of his old age, and made him a very colored tunic. His brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, so they hated him and could not speak to him on friendly terms. Then Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. He said to them, Please listen to this dream which I have had. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf rose up and also stood erect, and behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheaf. Then his brothers said to him, Are you actually going to reign over us, or are you really going to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now he had still another dream, and related it to his brothers, and said, Lo, I have had still another dream, and behold, the sun and moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. He related it to his father and to his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you've had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come and bow ourselves down before you to the ground? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. Then his brothers went to pasture their father's flock in Shechem. Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock in Shechem? Come, and I will send you to them. And he said to him, I will go. Then he said to him, Go now and see about the welfare of your brothers and the welfare of the flock, and bring back word to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron and came to Shechem. A man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And when the man asked him, What are you looking for? He said, I'm looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they are pasturing the flock. Then the man said, They have moved from here, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. When they saw him from a distance, and before he came close to them, they plotted against him to put him to death. They said to one another, Here comes the dreamer. Now then, come, and let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits, and we will say, A wild beast devoured him. Then let us see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard this and rescued him out of their hands and said, Let us not take his life. 
Reuben further said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into this pit that is in the wilderness, but do not lay hands on him, that he might rescue him from their hands to restore him to their father. So it came about when Joseph reached his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the very colored tunic that was on him, and they took him and threw him into the pit, and the pit was empty without any water in it. Then they sat down to eat a meal, and as they raised their eyes and looked, behold, a caravan of the Ishmaelites was coming down from Gilead with their camels bearing aromatic gum and balm and myrrh on their way to bring them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it for us to kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. Then some Midianite traders passed by, so they pulled him up and lifted Joseph out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty shekels of silver. Thus they brought Joseph into Egypt. Now Reuben returned to the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, so he tore his garments. He returned to his brothers and said, The boy is not there. As for me, where am I to go? So they took Joseph's tunic, and slaughtered a male goat, and dipped the tunic in blood. And they sent the very colored tunic and brought it to their father and said, We found this. Please examine it and see whether it is your son's tunic or not. Then he examined it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. So Jacob tore his clothes and put on sackcloth on his loins and mourned for his son many days. Then all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him. But he refused to be comforted, and he said, Surely I will go down to Sheol in mourning for my son. So his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, Pharaoh's officer, the captain of the bodyguard. Psalm 12 Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases to be. For the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. They speak falsehood to one another. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that speaks great things. Who have said, With our tongue we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Because of the devastation of the afflicted. Because of the devastation of the afflicted. Because of the groanings of the needy. Now I will arise, says the Lord. I will set him in the safety for which he longs. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace on the earth, refined seven times. You, O Lord, will keep them. You will preserve him from this generation forever. The wicked strut about on every side when vileness is exalted among the sons of men. Mark 14 Now the Passover and unleavened bread were two days away, and the chief priests and scribes were seeking how to seize him by stealth and kill him. For they were saying, Not during the festival, otherwise there might be a riot of the people. While he was in Bethany at the home of Simon the leper and reclining at the table, there came a woman with an alabaster vial of very costly perfume of pure nard, and she broke the vial and poured it over his head. But some were indignantly remarking to one another, Why has this perfume been wasted? For this perfume might have been sold for over 300 denarii and the money given to the poor. And they were scolding her. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you bother her? 
She has done a good deed to me, for you always have the poor with you, and whenever you wish you can do good to them, but you do not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be spoken of in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went off to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. They were glad when they heard this and promised to give him money, and he began seeking how to betray him at an opportune time. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him. And wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he himself will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. Prepare for us there. The disciples went out and came to the city and found it just as he told them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. As they were reclining at the table and eating, Jesus said, Truly I say to you that one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be grieved and to say to him one by one, Surely not I! And he said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who dips with me in the bowl. For the Son of Man is to go just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born. While they were eating, he took some bread, and after a blessing he broke it and gave it to them, and said, Take it, this is my body. And when he had taken the cup and given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will never again drink the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it in the new kingdom of God. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, You will all fall away, because it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, Even though all may fall away, yet I will not. And Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you that this very night, before a rooster crows twice, you yourself will deny me three times. But Peter kept saying insistently, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they were all saying the same thing. Then they came to a place named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here until I have prayed. And he took with him Peter and James and John, and began to be very distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. And he went a little beyond them and fell to the ground and began to pray that if it were possible, the hour might pass him by. And he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep watch for one hour? Keep watching and praying that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. 
and again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. And he came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us be going. Behold, the one who betrays me is at hand. Immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came up accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs, who were from the chief priests and scribes and elders. Now he who was betraying him had given them the signal by saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away under guard. After coming, Judas immediately went to him, saying, Rabbi, and kissed him. They laid hands on him and seized him. But one of those who stood by drew out his sword and struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus said to them, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me, as you would against a robber? Every day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. But this has taken place to fulfill scripture. And they all left him and fled. A young man was following him, wearing nothing but a linen sheet over his naked body, and they seized him. But he pulled free of the linen sheet and escaped naked. They led Jesus away to the high priest, and all of the chief priests and the elders and scribes gathered together. Peter had followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest, and he was sitting with the officers and warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council kept trying to obtain testimony against Jesus to put him to death, and they were not finding any. For many were giving false testimony against him, but their testimony was not consistent. Some stood up and began to give a false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and in three days I will build another made without hands. Not even in this respect was their testimony consistent. The high priest stood up and came forward questioning Jesus, saying, Do you not answer? What is it that these men are testifying against you? But he kept silent and did not answer. Again the high priest was questioning him and saying to him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed One? And Jesus said, I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Tearing his clothes, the high priest said, What further need do we have of witnesses? You have heard the blasphemy. How does it seem to you? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. Some began to spit at him and to blindfold him and to beat him with their fists and to say to him, Prophesy! And then the officers received him with slaps in the face. As Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came, and seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You were also with Jesus the Nazarene. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you're talking about. And he went out to the porch. The servant girl saw him and began once more to say to the bystanders, This is one of them. But he again denied it. And after a little while, the bystanders were again saying to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean too. But he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man that you are talking about. Immediately, a rooster crowed a second time, and Peter remembered how Jesus had made the remark to him, Before a rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he began to weep.